To Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and shooting for threes and NBA hang time on the 64. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who really doesn't have many opinions on Pepe Le Pew. And today, we are giving a second chance to the original Space Jam. Woohoo! Welcome to the Space Jam, folks. Um, of course we're doing Space Jam because Space Jam A New Legacy is hitting HBO Max. Uh, at the time of this recording, we have not seen the new Space Jam. And we are excited to because we grew up in the 90s where this was uh, prime entertainment for children. Absolutely. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, but I remember as a kid, I watched it a lot. So I'm excited for Space Jam 2. I also think the trailer just looks really cool. And I like the uh, updated version of the Space Jam theme song. Like just hearing it really gets me pumped. I really like it. All right. So let's get into the summary for those who didn't, don't know or don't remember. Space Jam. Um, IMDb. This is what IMDb has to say. In a desperate attempt to win a basketball match and earn their freedom, the Looney Tunes seek the aid of a retired basketball champion, Michael Jordan. Wow. There we go. There we go. Michael Jordan was 90s basketball. He was. as And as someone who grew up in the Chicago area when he was playing basketball, I cannot, like, understate what a fucking big deal he was. Like, he was everything. So, they won... It was 91 through 93 championships. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I was born and raised in Houston, and they won the 94-95 so that was an epic year for us. Woo! Damn. The Rockets won two years in a row. And then it went back to um, the Chicago Bulls for a couple years. So uh, that was it was an exciting time for basketball. Oh, yeah. Especially for you and I, I guess. Yeah, our, of, of our teams, our towns. And just being like a kid in that environment. Like, I just know, like, basketball, Bulls 90s basketball was the coolest thing thing for me (laughs) so as a child growing up i didn't really understand how impactful how important it was but luckily within the last like two-ish years or one year two years i don't know we got the privilege of getting a fun docu-series the last dance which is about michael jordan and the chicago bulls and all the championships and this is the first time i've seen space jam since that so fun. So fun knowing way more about Jordan 
and then applying it to this movie, it's even more exciting. It is really interesting to look back at back at Space Jam in the lens of an adult with more knowledge of like everything behind the scenes. It's just way more yeah. interesting to watch it with that angle, I think. And for those of you who are just listening to us, not watching us on the YouTube, we are wearing our Toon Squad jerseys. That's right. I love it. Whose number are you representing? I am Lola. She's Lola. I'm representing Taz. Taz. Yes. I love that his number is an exclamation mark. I just find that so fun. So right off the bat, we're going to start off with what Rotten Tomatoes has to say. For our tomato meter, 43%. That was shockingly low for me. Audience score was 63%. So, um, audiences liked it. But in the end, these are adults that are, you right. know, adults of the 90s that were like, I had to sit through this with my kid. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if this was probably rated from uh, kids of the 90s, <laughs> oh, man, it would have gotten 100%. Right. No flaws. This movie is perfect. I do think that, um, like, if you didn't grow up watching it, you might have a different take on it, like, watching it as an adult. But for me, being a child of the 90s, I'm, like, all in on this movie. Like, absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's hear what some people had to say about this movie. Let's start off with some positive reviews. So, David Sterrett. Of Christian Science Monitor. I just love hearing what they have to yeah. say. Just, the, every review is either wholesome or just like... Not what <laughs> they're just It's just different for me. Uh, anyway, David Sturt of Christian Science Monitor. There are some hearty laughs, to be sure. Basketball buffs and comedy lovers will chuckle at the sight of NBA stars reduced to s- silly stumble bums... <laughs> When the aliens purloin their talent. That's a description. <laughs> oh, man. The, I just loved it because, like, we had such, like, a advanced word purloin. <laughs> that is not in my average uh, vocabulary. But we also get the fun new word that's going to be added to my dictionary. Stumblebums. Those silly stumblebums. Gene Siskel from the Chicago Tribune wrote, Space Jam is, at times, a hoot, especially when it has fun with Michael's less-than-stellar baseball career. Rude. So rude. And now that I'm adult and I, I, I understand why he, like, left basketball, which, like, if you guys don't know, fig- like, I don't even want to go down that road, like, Google it. Like, just knowing now, like, the full story, it's like, we shouldn't have made fun of him for going to baseball. Like, come on. He was going through something. Oh, yeah. It's it's sad. And it's dark. The movie plays it up well. I think make, kind of mocking the fact that he's in it. Uh, and plus, he's in on the joke, so... Right. It's more fun there. Like, critiquing it... Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he, if he's okay with it being in the movie, and it's it doesn't like hone in on like making fun of him. It like makes a little bit of commentary on him, but then it's also the people that are around him. More about his celebrity of basketball, because Dwayne Burge of the Hollywood Reporter, Space Jam is a seamless marvel as Jordan slams and jams in the Looney Tune world. Animation co-directors Bruce Smith and Tony Servone 
have orchestrated a dazzling visual treat. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I like it, yeah. Was, were they the directors? I don't think so. I don't think they're the directors. No. From what I read, from what I... From what I read of this movie, they were not the directors. No, because I Where's... looked up the director, and he was just, like, some dude. Well, Joe Pitka, as far as I remember, what from what I've read, he was kind of the director for animation, so the animation director. Um, and then Ivan Reitman, one of the producers who's a well-known, you know, director, producer from, like, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. um, kind of secretly like a lot of the cast was like yeah, it's really actually him that was the um the director or directing us at least as i think the voice cast said so um and that's why we get a bill murray because right as an adult seeing bill murray now it's like oh i get it i get why he was here yeah. even fun fact ivan reitman's daughter Catherine, who's been in things um Catherine reitman voices one of the little monsters. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? That's adorable. That's crazy. Aww. And I was like, and then when I found out, oh, because that was a producer? Okay. Yeah. I like this. Oh, that's nice. All right. My favorite sassiest bitch in the world, Roger Ebert from the Chicago. <laughs> so when I saw this, I go, no, I'm going to let <laughs> Jessica take this Thank one. Thank you, because he's just. I will never. I will never write one of his quotes ever. I'll just let you read Please. anything he says. I enjoy the the sass, the mm, you tried kind of attitude. I'll write down no minnows. You bring us no minnows. I'll bring Roger Ebert's worlds collide. I couldn't find her opinion on this. Damn. Movie, if anything, I feel like she would write five different opinions on this movie. I don't know if she was writing at this time. I haven't gone into her backstory. What does that sassy bitch have oh, to say? Oh right. Well. <laughs> Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times wrote, It's an inspired way to use, and kid, Jordan's image, while at the same time updating Bugs Bunny and company to doing battle in the multi-zillion dollar animation sweepstakes. Okay, Roger, calm the fuck down. Like, calm down here, bro. It's a kid's movie. He gave it, like, a really good review, so, but he had to get, he had to get sassy a little bit. It's just in his nature. He said something about them getting updated or? Yes. at the So the, he's saying like, it's a fun way to use Michael Jordan while also updating the Looney Tunes. I think at that point, like Looney Tunes were like on a down, I mean, they've always, since like, I didn't even feel like 70s or 80s, they've been like disappearing. Yeah. This like. Reminded us they exist, so good for them. Um, mixing with you know, awesome Michael Jordan of 90s. Oh man, epic. Um, I don't have any more positive reviews because the critics were assholes. Oh man, so let's sadly get into negative reviews. These psychopaths, because at the time, (laughs) at the time, these were adults who were probably jaded and just a cartoon. Okay, Rod Dreher of South Florida Sun Sentinel. Space Jam is not a movie. It's a feature-length infomercial for Michael Jordan Incorporated and a host of related corporations that made their product placement arrangements early. Wow. I do think one of my favorite lines in this movie 
is from Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight from Seinfeld and Jurassic Park gets to play. Is his name Stan in this movie? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Stan. He enters Michael Jordan's hotel room. And this is only funny now as an adult. I feel like as a kid, this is all right over my head. Come on, Michael. It's game time. Slip on your Hanes. Lace up your Nikes. Take your Wheaties and your Gatorade. And we'll go grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. <laughs> I was like, I was laughing pretty good as an adult. Because like that is, for those who don't know from the 90s, those are all the things that Michael Jordan endorsed. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan was really loyal to his sponsorships. Um, again, learning from the last dance. Uh, when he was uh, an Olympian at the Olympics, they had the Reebok, right? It was I Reebok think so, yeah. made all the jerseys. He draped an American flag over it so he wouldn't be seen in the Reebok logo because of his sponsorship with Nike. Respect. Jay Boyar from the Orlando Sentinel wrote, this isn't Looney Tunes. This is Sloppy Tunes. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> They can be sloppy because they're goofy, bro. Calm down. James Bernardinelli of Real Views. This movie, which could just as easily be called the Michael Jordan Worship Show, plays like a 90-minute homage to his airness, selling his every virtue. Um, wow. (laughs) I'm going to strongly disagree. This seems like someone came up to him like, Hey, remember that commercial we did with the Looney Tunes? People really like that. We want to make a 90-minute version. How do you feel about that? It's for kids? Sure. Yeah! Are people jealous of Michael Jordan? Because, like, they be coming for him. I mean, of course <laughs> I they guess, are. yeah. I don't know. Like, as a kid watching it, I never, I wasn't like, Jordan is God. But I was like, oh, he's fun. He's cool. I like him. Like, I don't think this movie like, built him up in such a way that put him on this pedestal. I think he was already on that pedestal. And they just were like, let's do this. Why not? For me, never felt like the Michael Jordan show was definitely, like, equal parts, in my opinion, Michael Jordan and Looney Tunes. You know, it's even more nuts. On the poster, Bugs Bunny is the first credit, not Michael Jordan. (laughs) Yeah, I think that if Michael Jordan needed it to be the Michael Jordan worship show, that would not be the case. He's just there for fun. The ego is... I do not feel ego in this movie at all. As an adult, getting the adult perspective, and I guess having some nostalgia in mind, how was your second viewing of this movie? We've revisited a lot of movies that I used to like and now look at and think, oh no. Some movies from my childhood that I watch and think, yeah, this isn't great, but like... I liked it as a kid, so, like, whatever. This, I had so much fun watching it. Like, wait. So much, you were like, Joe, we have to buy jerseys. I really did. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, those jerseys are so dope. (laughs) We're getting them. What I like about this movie, I think the most, and this is where I'm going to have a what I like and don't like together, the animation. So, the 2D animation, again, like I mentioned earlier, I think looks really clean. It looked good at the time. I think where their strongest points are at, when they have 2D mixed in with the real world, where, like, 
the little monsters. I gotta stop calling them little monsters because they actually have a different name when they're tiny. Um, this is a little sidebar for everyone. They're called Nerdlucks. They're not monsters. Whoa. When they're the tiny little mm-hmm. guys, they're called Nerdlucks. Did not know that. And they all have names, which are never mentioned in the <laughs> film. And neither is Nerdluck. So, oh man. Anyway, so when those little Nerdlucks are in a trench coat. Yes. At a basketball yeah. game, stealing powers. I love that there's actually a trench coat that has like probably mechanical shit in it to like make it look like there's cartoons in it. Um, also when the, like Bugs and Daffy are like going through the ground to take the shorts at a Michael's house, not mansion, his house. <laughs> Michael would have a he, mansion. He did have anyway. a mansion. Uh, so while they're like going underground, like the dirt and like the grass moves. I was like, this is, cr- this is great. Those moments, I think they blend it really well. The animation I hate that does not hold up in 2021 is the 3D animation. Yeah. When they roll Michael up into a ball and <laughs> dribble him. When Michael does a big stretch. Yeah. Uh, when Stan's, uh, Wayne Knight gets blown up and then farts out. Oh, it, it looks, looks bad. really bad. Oh. Yeah. The 2D is surprisingly really good still especially when you consider that it's 96 yeah i was shocked by how well i thought it looked while we were on the topic of those little uh nerd lucks in the trench coat them stealing the powers so fun my i think my favorite part of this as an adult is watching the like supporting basketball players that turn into or that lose their powers they're the highlight of this movie for me as an adult. They're so funny. Like, I just always sort of forget that they're present in the movie, but when they're there, I just love it. I love it so much. I think if this movie was made now, like in 2021, we would have gotten to see more of them, like one or two scenes more with them without powers while the game, maybe not, maybe they're invited to the game, you know? I don't know. But, man, so, Charles Barkley is a star. He really is. (laughs) Every time I see him in, like, interviews and just, like, when he's, like, an announcer and stuff, like, he's just funny. Like, so engaging. And so, like, him, I think he's one of the, one of the uh, basketball stars I think is just, like, does not have an ego and just has fun he's even in a commercial now where he gets like picked for basketball in your face and it's just so funny uh them losing their powers it's just fun we got charles barkley patrick ewing sean bradley larry johnson and mugsy bogues he's so tiny and so fun now i'm just a little short guy (laughs) (laughs) what i love about that too especially is that they also totally understand what the movie is what they're involved in and just are game to do it like i just think that's so cool um that they're not taking themselves too seriously they're just having fun and they're making fun of themselves as well i just really appreciate it barkley is a little he's like runs into some girls that are playing like just some street hoops he's like can i play <laughs> and they're like you're not charles barkley you yeah. suck <laughs> he's so sad like I'm losing to all these like, kids. I love it. It's Why? just such a fun addition. 
This might surprise you. This is actually probably the first and maybe only time this is ever going to happen in the show. <laughs> I don't have anything negative to say. What? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I really don't. Like, I'm looking at my notes trying to see where I was, like, yes, it sucks. I know that you're upset about Lola being okay, sexualized. Okay, well, yeah, no, I don't like that one bit. But, hey, well, we've... <laughs> I okay. found it. I found it instantly. <laughs> well, I think what I don't like about it is, like, totally unnecessary. And watching it now, it makes me uncomfortable because it's, like, this is a... It's a kid's movie. Uh, she's... It just turns me on. I'm just like, God damn, that's a sexy buddy. But I... Okay, I do have to say, what I like, though, is that while there's this weird sexual tone of Lola, she... Boy, it's <laughs> it's so, so weird. Um, she also is, like, dope as hell. Like, comes in and is ready to play. She's not here to mess around. I... I hate when she enters. She, like, does, like, a, like, a cool, like, little basketball move. And it's like, see you later. Yeah. Do you want to be a part right. of the team? What did you just fucking right. do? Her intro is super weird because she just pops in. I'm going to show... She's going to do basketball. I'm going to show off, show them I can do this, <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. Well, let's think about me for a bit. First of all, they're all like, who are you? We all know each right. other. How are you How are you the only looting team we do not Where know? Where do you live? We've never seen you before. Yeah. Where do they live? Let's get into the logic of Looney Tunes, because this is where, as an adult, I start picking it apart and thinking, this is, I mean, I'm also in a space where I don't care, but I'm also like, I'm so curious of the reality of Looney Tunes, the logic of the Looney Tunes. They live in the center of the earth. They they sure do. And we know that because Michael gets sucked in through the golf, the, the golf hole. So they live in the center of the earth. They're also on TV. And... They're aware they're on TV because they're like, whoa, 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 stop. We got to have a meeting. And then they leave the screen. It's still on them. And the kids are like, where did they go? Um, they're able to have a, they're like, they're a little meeting. Also, when everyone meets Looney Tunes, Michael has a non-reaction of like, oh, I'm in an animated <laughs> right. world now. It's normal that these guys exist. Um, when he gets sucked into the hole, Larry Bird and Bill Murray are also like, okay, well, Michael's gone. Bye. <laughs> Just leave. And Wayne Knight is like, oh my God, Michael. I cannot tell if it was that, like, Jordan's not an actor or if it was like, hey, this is a kid's movie, so let's not bring too much attention to the. It's got to be the script because when Larry Bird and Bill Murray have no reaction to Michael disappearing. Right. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> well, let's talk about me being in basketball. So I was, because I was wondering that too, um, watching it this time around, and I wonder if it's like, because it's pretty wild that the Looney Tunes kidnap a man and basically hold him hostage as a basketball slave. But they don't hold him hostage. He can, so, okay, well then that's another thing. Is he free to right. go? Because when he's like, I need my basketball shorts, I need my shoes. Right. And then, Bugs and Daffy go get it. Why doesn't Jordan just go get it? Because he's clearly like, I'll help you guys. Yeah. Let me just go grab those things and I'll be yeah, right like, back. Yeah, let me just go tell my wife and kids, like, I'm not murdered. Yeah, so the logic in Looney Tunes is all over the place, which, again, it's a movie about cartoons. Who cares? But at least cr- create the rules of the world. They live in the center. 
I believe that. Why not? So speaking of unrealistic things that happened, I have a very... (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) One thing that was super strange to watch in this movie, because it actually felt realistic-ish, was um, going back to our NBA players that lose their powers. Um, The NBA shuts down because people think a virus is going around. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) We're living in a time with COVID is finally starting to get out of our lives. I mean, it's probably going to come back because... So you were saying the basketball players are losing their power. So they think there's an airborne disease and they put on masks. And I thought, well, this is the this is the thing that's like most realistic, but also not realistic at all. Because we had, I think, Rudy Gobert was his name. Go Gobert. I don't know. Mocked coronavirus and touched all the microphones. (laughs) And then the next day had COVID. Fucking idiot. Yeah, most unrealistic part of this movie, that the NBA took a virus seriously. But only, like, five players were affected. (laughs) Um, is the Roadrunner in this movie? Maybe? I think the Roadrunner is in it. I don't remember any moment where he or she, I think it's a she. They? Is the Roadrunner a girl? I don't know. So yeah, um, I don't think the Roadrunner gets any cool moment where like zooms around the basketball court, which would have been great. You need someone fast against these giant monsters. Yeah, that feels like a really big missed opportunity. Wiley Coyote gets like a moment where he gets like used explosives. I think everyone gets like a little moment to shine, uh, but not as much. So one thing I was thinking about as my adult self and after I've seen The Last Dance when Jordan is playing with those Looney Tunes, I feel like he'd be yelling at them so much. Like, fucking be better. Like, yeah. You're playing with me. We're bringing I it. I don't think he would have this casual, like, just do your best kind of energy. Yeah, have fun, guys. <laughs> nah, he would have... Competition is in him, yeah. and he would have worked, made them work for It'd it. It'd be a lot more tense in real life, that's for sure. Uh, also, Jordan puts a really risky new deal with Schwachammer. Like, hey, I'll be your yeah, slave. why are you doing that? Didn't con- <laughs> He didn't, like, have a discussion with his nope. wife. Didn't think about, like, oh, man, I'll have to leave my kids if I lose. Right. Because we're not, we're not doing well. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a really risky second bet. Yeah, I feel like a part of it is, like, as a kid, you're like, he just believes in himself. It'll be fine. But yeah, as an adult, it's like, okay, we could have raised the stakes a little bit. And that he realizes, like, oh, shit, if we don't win, like, I'm going to be a slave. <laughs> Yikes. It's hard for me to really critique this movie because I definitely have nostalgia blinders on. That's for sure. Well, with those nostalgia blinders on, what do you think about this giving it a second chance? So I think that if you've never seen it before and you like weren't a child of the nineties, you can like you should watch it. You might not enjoy it as much as like some of us who were like, This is the best movie ever. Um I think if you were of that age, you saw it in the nineties, uh, even if you weren't like a little kid, whatever, if you enjoyed it, you're gonna enjoy it now. It's just one of those things where it's like, if you caught it at the right time, you'll love it forever. Um, If you didn't, you kind of missed the boat. 
Um, and I think the second one might be a little like that too. We'll see eventually. Um, I just think there's such a, a love for it um, that goes back to like us being kids and, and having fun and being imaginary and, and all that. Um, so I say like, if you're if you're in the audience for Space Jam, absolutely give it a second chance. Watch it again before the second one, no question. I think if you were born after the 90s and you haven't seen it, just watch the LeBron one. I haven't seen the LeBron one, but just, you could skip yeah, this. Yeah, that's fair. You're not going to have the love for it like we have. Um, and again, I think we both had the blinders of like, we'll always love this movie because it's, it's dumb, it's silly, but it's fun. And I think that's what I like about it. Like, Everyone is just, like, there to make a fun movie. No one is here to make an Oscar-winning movie. They're just like, what's entertaining? What's fun? And that's what we got. And it's still always going to be fun for us. So, uh, yeah, if you're a 90s kid or were raised in the 90s, always, you're always going to be this second multiple chances because it's always it's the nostalgia that, yeah, right place, right time. And if you were born after it, it's probably going to be hokey. There's definitely things that have better logic and, you know, uh, animation effects, which I think this next one is going to look so good. It's going to look really cool. Just like seeing them in like 2D, 3D, they have the technology to play around with so many things. So I'm so pumped for this next. I'm pumped to the pump jam. Pump it up. Pump the jam. Pump it up. A little more. Get your body moving on the dance floor. I don't know how many lyrics we could sing without getting fined. But yeah, I think we love it, man. If you if you loved it as a kid, you're gonna continue loving it. It's wonderful. It's fun. You know what? I just say, slip on your Hanes, lace up some Nikes, eat some Wheaties, and drink some Gatorade. And you know what? Even grab a Big Mac and just enjoy the hell out of this movie. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. We will be back next Sunday with another Second Chance movie. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Everything will be linked in the show notes, so please find us. Um, a big thank you, as always, to Beatty McBeatface for our amazing intro that we just love so much. The only thing that could make the soundtrack to Space Jam better, if we had a song for Beatty McBeatface. Let us know what you think of Space Jam. Are you in the category of this was, like, amazing as a kid and I still love it? What's a movie you want us to give a second chance to? We want to hear from all you guys, so please let us know. Pump the jam, guys! Pump, Pump it, it up. up. Second chance.